Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Everything, you know, culminates up to that day. And the morning of Christmas, uh, my husband had the kids in the car and I barricaded myself in our bedroom, crying and shaking, having a meltdown, saying, I don't want to go. I don't want to go because they were on the way to my mom's house. (laughs) (laughs) Both my husband and I are like, "Okay, we need to do this differently because this clearly is not working. Now, Christmas is obviously supposed to be a festive time, a time to celebrate. But for many of us, this can bring on a lot of stress. We're joined today by Lucille Williams. She's a regular guest here on Connections. She's the author of a couple of books. She's also a speaker. Today, she's going to share with us tips on how we can avoid a Christmas meltdown and the real reason behind the season. Lucille Williams joins us today. She's a regular guest here on Connections. She's a national speaker as well as an author. She's also ministered to couples and families for more than 25 years. Uh, Christmas is only eight days away. And right now, a lot of us are probably feeling the the pressure of everything that still needs to be done, all the stuff that we need to do. How do we get past this Christmas meltdown without, you know, a full explosion? That's a really good question. And meltdown is the word. I'm telling you, meltdown is the word. When that's how it started for me, I had to figure out how to redo Christmas because there was one Christmas where everything, you know, culminates up to that day. And the morning of Christmas, uh, my husband had the kids in the car and I barricaded myself in our bedroom crying and shaking, having a meltdown, saying, I don't want to go. I don't want to go because they were on the way to my mom's house. (laughs) (laughs) Both my husband and I are like, okay, we need to do this differently because this clearly is not working. (laughs) What what got you to that point? (laughs) Well, yeah, it was, it was all those things that I put on myself that I felt like I had to do. And, and, it, and then Christmas came and it, it wasn't, you know, it was still going because then I was going to be going to my mom's and there was a lot of expectations there because I always helped my mom with, you know, all the food prep and cleanup and all of that because our, our family's Italian. And <laughs> so my, the way my mom did it was it was course after course after course. So Christmas in our Italian family, now I can't speak for all Italian families. I, I just know <laughs> ours. It was about eating. And so it started at roughly three o'clock and we sat around a table and ate until midnight, one o'clock in the morning. No joke. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's what Christmas was, was just sitting around eating. And so it was course after course after course. And, you know, you got the, you know, lasagna or baked ziti. And then you had your, you know, before that you had your appetizers. And then, you know, when, you know, you had the nuts come out and then the ham. And then, you know, it was just and 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 always course after course after course. And then at the end of the night, of course, you got all your desserts. And basically, you just stuffed yourself sick. And it was kind of crazy. And that's how my family did holidays. But it, within that mix, I was <clears throat> in the kitchen and, you know, cleaning up after all these courses. And so it, it turned into this crazy work day for me. I was just thinking like, yeah, man, you're washing dishes right through the next day, probably then that's a lot of work. <laughs> well, well, my mother expected it to be all done by that night. Like <laughs> it wasn't acceptable to leave anything for the next day. That's no, 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 you don't do that. 
So that one day, you know, I had that meltdown and my husband and I finally had to say, okay, we're going to do Christmas different. And so for the next year, it started with just a meeting, you know, he and I sat down and we said, okay, what's important to us and how do we want to do this? And, you know, we put into play some things that, you know, help me get through the holidays. Like, like one thing I used to do, I don't do it anymore because, you know, it led to my meltdown. And that was years ago, of course. And, and multiple therapy sessions, but uh, <clears throat> I would, I would bake for all my friends, like anyone that knew me knew they were going to get something like, and so then my husband and I, I have my husband drive me around the community and all our friends and I, you know, drop off baked goods. And then one time I heard one of my friends talking and she said, you know, we get all these baked goods at Christmas time, but we can't eat them all. And I'm thinking to myself, I just brought you some stuff, you know, I brought you some goodies and I'm thinking it's true. Like, you know, everybody can't, you know, you get so much, everybody can't eat all this stuff. And I realized, I, I mean, I was up till late putting these little packages together for everybody I knew. And I'm like, is this really what I want to spend my time doing, you know, during Christmas? So I realized that it's about the people and the relationships. And I want to spend time with my kids. I don't want to be preparing and cooking and baking and cleaning and doing all those things. I, I don't want to miss it. I was, I was missing the holiday and I didn't want to miss it anymore. Yeah. So I, what I wanted to do was spend time with my family and spend time with my kids. One thing about last year's Christmas, I don't know if it was the same down south, but up here in Canada, it was a different Christmas. It was the kind of Christmas where we got to do exactly what you said. We, we got to sit back and actually enjoy Christmas. We got to slow down because we couldn't have family at our homes. It was you sat at home, you had a meal with your immediate family. You couldn't have anyone else in the house. And I must say last year was the least stressful Christmas that I've experienced in my lifetime. Isn't that crazy how that happens? You know, you're forced to reevaluate. And then after that happens, you say, wow, we really like that. That was wonderful. And I think a lot of times what we need to do is we just need to go through our list and say, okay, what do we need to say no to on this list? Do I have to do all of these things? Is this really the way that, you know, we want to do Christmas? And, you know, for everyone listening, sometimes you have, okay, I'm going to give myself permission to give, what are you going to give yourself permission to do differently or say no to or change? And it's okay. It's okay to say, you know what, we're not doing Christmas cards this year, or I'm not going to, you know, all that crazy baking, or I'm not buying five gifts for everyone. I'm just going to scale it down to two. Yeah. One of the big things is like, we put so much pressure on ourselves. We tell ourselves we have to do all these things. No, you don't. (laughs) Exactly. And the, and the have tos are what steal our joy a lot of time. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm glad you said have to, because that's like one of my mottos is I, I look at Christmas as have to like to and whatever. And I have a list of things that I know I absolutely have to do. And it, it's, it's fairly small. It really is. It's, it's, it's very small. It's just, it's, I have to absolutely have to do this. And then everything else is like, you know, and then I go to like to, okay, yeah, it, it'd be nice to go to that Christmas party. I'd, I'd like to go. Another thing I like to do is, 
is for me, go visit my son and his family in Texas in in December, because there's some Christmas stuff that goes on in in Texas that I like to be there for. I'd like to do that. If I can make that happen, I'll squeeze that, you know, I'll get that in. And, and I like to do that. And, you know, I like to, uh, uh, you know, do a little decorating. I'm very minimal with that. My husband's more the decorator. I like to do that. But if I don't get to it, you know, that's okay. And then I have stuff, whatever. Like, yeah, that that might be good to do that at some point, but whatever, if I don't get to it. (laughs) And I think we all can have our own have to, like to, and whatever list. And you'd be, you'd be, you know, be interesting to see what goes on. You know, you make the three columns, what's going to go on each of those lists. I have a not surprising fact for you two, probably. And that is everything at Christmas is on my whatever list. I'm just like, whatever. (laughs) But my wife is the opposite. (laughs) That's funny. Okay. But Mike, what about a gift for your wife? Oh, like, wait. Okay. Have to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that you put that on the whatever list, you're going to be in the doghouse the rest of the year, maybe. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. There was one year early in marriage. It was 3 a.m. Christmas Eve and I was shopping at Walmart, but I got it done. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. And, you know, and that's, that's another thing. There was one year where I'm sitting in this crowded store and I'm sipping coffee in a little coffee house in the middle of this, you know, shopping place. And I'm watching all these people at Christmas time, just frantically going all over. And I was just sitting there, just watching everyone. It brought me so much joy to just be sitting there by myself, drinking a cup of coffee, going, I don't have to do anything right now. I can just chill. And, 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 you know, once I revamped Christmas and, you know, approached it differently, I could actually do that. I mean, it, it used to be so stressful. I used to leave myself notes on my calendar for the December, like I'd get my calendar for the year in January. And in December, I'd go in and write myself little notes. It's okay. You're going to get through this. It's not going to be that bad. You're going to be okay. Like I would write little notes to myself. So when I got to December, I, I had this little like pep talk saying, you're going to be okay. I don't have to do that anymore. Cause I have my, my have to like to whatever list. And, and so I let that guide me. But I really used to do that. I used to write on my calendar little notes on, you know, you're going to be okay. Another thing you talk about and say is important to avoid that meltdown is to question your thinking. Yes. (laughs) I think a lot of times during the holidays, you know, you get the Christmas cards and, you know, and then you get the Christmas letters of all the wonderful things that people did throughout the year. And, you know, it's like the whole social media thing. Everyone's putting their highlight reel up. And then we start comparing our life to their life. And we know comparison steals joy. Comparison steals joy. You know, you see someone who gets a boat and you're like, I want a boat. I want a boat. Why don't I have a boat? But then you forget the last time you were on a boat, you were chucking because, you know, you were up chucking because you get seasick. And, you know, and we, we start thinking that we need what everybody else has and that somehow what they have is, you know, better than what we have. And I was reminded of this. There was this uh, Christmas event at our church and there was this family, really sweet little family, little kids, husband, wife, three little kids, adorable little kids. But throughout this event, the, the five of them were never together. 
I was kind of like looking around and one's over there, one's over there. They're all like scattered. The kids are running all over the place and they were little kids. Mom and dad weren't really paying attention to them. Mom and dad weren't really talking to each other. But then later on Facebook, I see this family in a family photo and everything looked perfect. You know, this exact family. And I'm like, that's not at all what the night looked like because I was watching. I was watching how they were all separate and they weren't together. (laughs) But anybody who saw that picture is like, oh, look at that perfect family. They're just so together and they spend time together and they do this. And, you know, you create this story in your mind of, you know, what's going on over there when the reality was that they weren't even hanging out together. They just pulled each other together for the picture and that was it. So, you know, we, we tend to create things in our minds that aren't really true. And a lot, you know, we'll look at other people and think, oh, they've got it. They, they've got it together. They have something better. They're, that material thing they got makes them so happy. And it's not true. Their life is just like ours. You know, we're all struggling. We're all trying to get through this. And we're all trying to just put our best foot forward on social media. You know, most of us, I don't know. I put a lot of crazy stuff on social media. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, hey, same here. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't look at me as any kind of example. I'm a total mess over here. But um, anyway, so, you know, but we need to question, you know, what are we thinking about things? We need to stop and go, wait a minute. Is this, is this real? Is this true? Is this what's really going on? Or am I creating some kind of story in my mind? that I need to question. When it comes to this kind of stuff too, uh, you're talking family. I'm, uh, when it comes to Christmas, uh, family and Christmas sometimes just really don't work, even though that is what Christmas is. Uh, well, Christmas is about. That is so true. Because, <laughs> you know, you may not see someone all year, but then you see them at Christmas time. And, you know, some of us have some challenging family relationships, you know, there's, there's people that have their own issues and, you know, you get together with them and, you know, sometimes being around family can bring up painful things because, you know, some of us have some wounds from our family and, you know, that could be difficult and, and stressful. And I think sometimes, and then there's always that person in your family that asks you those questions. You don't want anyone to ask, like if you're single, well, who are you dating anybody? Or, you know, if you're, if you're trying to get pregnant and you can't get pregnant, there's always that aunt or uncle or whatever. Well, why don't you have any children? And, you know, it's like, you never know, you know, what people are going to ask you, but I feel like when you go into a family um, gathering, you need to kind of prepare yourself for the the person who's going to ask you those questions and just be ready with some answers so that it doesn't, you know, catch you off guard. Cause there's always that one that's going to, add, that's going to pinpoint something that's kind of, you're struggling with, like maybe you're struggling at work and they're like, you still at that company? Why are you still working there? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you just kind of prepare yourself for those family members that could be a little, you know, difficult. At the end of the day, Christmas, the reason we're celebrating is far beyond anything that we've talked about. And that's really what we need to focus on. Oh, yes. Just, you know, taking it back to, you know, what the season means for us and, and, you know, our, our faith story, like how we came to faith like that, you know, that's something that my husband and I also added in after my meltdown is just, you know, focusing more on, you know, what is this season about? And, you know, what is our faith about? And what do we believe? And, you know, how does that affect our lives today? And how much has that changed us? Because my husband and I both when we got married, neither of us were Christians. 
we, you know, came into our marriage and we didn't know Jesus. And about five years in, we both came to know Jesus separate, which is very unusual. Like I had my coming of faith story. He had his, they were a day apart from each other. And it was weird. We didn't tell each other because we were embarrassed to tell each other. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks later, we, we shared that we both had made, you know, commitments to Jesus Christ. And we're like, really, you did? Yeah, you did. And we're like, wow. <laughs> and, 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 and it, it, it kind of blew our minds. I mean, that's just, a, that's just how God works. You know, God does amazing, miraculous things. And so from, from then on, you know, our lives changed and, you know, we look to God for everything. And this is the season to remember who Jesus is and what he does for us. And, you know, why we're doing this and, and, you know, get down to what's important to you and, and your faith and to remember those things. You have a lot of great thoughts on keeping Christmas sane that we couldn't get to all today uh, for finding those and everything else that you're up to. Lou, tell us again, how we can find you and follow along with you. Yes. My website is lusez.com L-U. And then, you know, I have books out there that, that help mean family relationships from me to we the intimacy you crave which is a humor book and then my latest the impossible kid which helps with raising your kids um and yeah that's how you can find me lucez.com we need to go back to what we had last year add a little bit of extra family in there and remember why we're celebrating christmas thank you so much for joining us Thank you. Merry Christmas, you guys. And thank you again for listening. Remember, if you want to listen to this full conversation or any of the conversations that we've had on Connections, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find that at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.